This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm delighted to say we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Hi, Johnny. Let's start with those surprise figures earlier in the week for US GDP in the first quarter. This uh, perplexed many who saw this data when it came out. Uh, Very much so. I think there was only maybe one or two analysts that were really saying we could have a negative print. They're looking like geniuses uh, this week. Um, And overall, you know, I think there was a strong consensus that we were still going to see um, the economy was supposed to perform pretty well. And, uh, you know, the headline miss, um, you know, negative 1.4 reading um, really uh, took a lot of traders by surprise. But Immediately after that, you know, everyone, you, you got to dig into the details and you could still see, though, that, well, personal consumption was still pretty strong. And, and, and I think what uh, you're, you're, you're noticing is that uh, the reason for the big miss is because the demand for uh, imports was so high and exports were struggling um, that you, you, you had some imbalances there. And on top of that, supply disruptions continue to weigh on the economy um but when you when you you know everyone wants to look forward and i think there's you know a tremendous amount of um optimism that consumers and businesses are going to continue to spend and and that um you know this this is this was a, a complicated quarter you had a little bit of omicron impact you had um um runaway inflation fears uh, and and uh, th- there there was just a, a lot of you know geopolitics, uh, and and I think what you're you're probably going to see is that um, uh, investors are, are very you know optimistic that this report um, doesn't change anything for the Fed. Um, I think that you know you'll you'll probably see that we we had a a, a bigger reaction um, this morning to uh, the employment cost index. I think that you know one of the the key things that the Fed is focused on is um, um, wages and and uh, Fed Chair Powell you know noted that and that's what really kind of uh, I think um, helped uh, throw a couple extra logs in that bond market sell-off, and 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 you're you're probably going to see that uh, these wage pressures are not easy. So this is going to boost the argument that the Fed um, is is going to have to remain um, rather aggressive. I, I think the the base case is still that you're you're going to to have a couple half point rate hike increases by the Fed. Um, the argument could be made that it might be uh, a few. So um, that that would mean um, aggressive tightening at the May meeting next week, at the June meeting, and also the July one. And and that is something that uh, um, will eventually uh, lead to concerns that um, if the Fed has to remain, uh, you know, de- delivering uh, these uh, you know massive rate increases. Um, you know that that could ultimately send the economy to a recession. I, I think the the base case is still that they're going to deliver a soft landing, um, but we we you have to you have to wonder. You know, the Fed has two mandates, and you know before you know they you know they really kind of during the pandemic it was just all about the labor market. You know, I, I think there was probably 
several podcasts where we just kind of shrugged off the inflation numbers and just focused on, you know, how are we getting back these jobs lost throughout COVID? Well, is the Fed going to remain um, fixated at the the primary, you know, problem at hand? And right now that's, it's inflation. So if we start to see some signs of labor market weakness, will that change their tune? I think the expectations are that uh, it probably will. Um, but if if they kind of stick to the script that they 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 you know focus on the primary problem at hand, uh, you can make the argument that no, the Fed could you know very well uh, send this economy into a short recession, um, and and that would you know help save their credibility because they 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 really uh, put it at risk by waiting so late to tackle inflation. So I think each each month we're we're getting important each each month we're getting you know these incremental updates where we're, we're hoping to see the peak of inflation show itself. But right now, um, there's, no, there's no real strong signs that that's happening. The Biden administration will want to avoid at all costs a mini recession ahead of those midterms later in the year. And looking at these figures, it might just be an outlier, this drop in the first quarter of GDP. But surely they wouldn't add insult to injury with more than, say, two 50 basis points increases over the next uh, two occasions. I think for right now, um, you know, going into this week, the the expectations were that, you know, the, the Fed is, has, has probably got 250 basis point in rate increases um, before we get to neutral. And um, right now, if you take a look at all the inflation data, inflation expectations, it looks like they're going to have to go a lot higher than that, and and that that um, I think what what um I think the Fed is kind of counting on is that um you're 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 going to see over these next several months that uh, there will be um, some demand destruction. Um, I think uh, <laughs> you know right now corporate and household balance sheets are still looking pretty good. That won't last, and if you take a look at some of the a recent volatility we've seen in the stock market, um, there are signs that some companies are are going to continue to struggle in this uh, current rate environment. And more importantly, I, I think that um, the, the the market has has really been been so used to um, this uh, this recent wave of monetary and fiscal support. And I think that, you know, the, the withdrawal that we're going to get is going to be rather severe across some sectors. And, and right now, there are some signs that some companies are going to go into um, trying to, to, to save money. And that, that likely means job cuts. Um, you know, Robinhood was one. Uh, Elon Musk talking about, you know, reduction of uh, positions at Twitter. Um, I think that you're you're going to start to see that this is a uh, these surging price costs are 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 really you know impacting margins and and I think that uh, you know we we were so focused on this labor shortage that but now I think companies are quick quickly evolving so I think that uh, you know we, we we could really see this labor market cool pretty I think rather soon um, and and uh, that's that could support the argument that you know the fed could could deliver this the soft landing um because that would help bring down prices so um um we're 
you know, I, I think the, the one thing is that everyone can agree upon is expectations on Fed policy are going to dramatically shift over these next few months. And I think there's no strong consensus. There's still too many variables, the, the war in Ukraine. Um, and uh, I think that uh, China and their COVID situation and their zero COVID policy. And I mean, we, we could see how that is impacting a lot of big tech. So there's uh, too, too many question marks. And uh, that's why I think um, we're, we're, we're still de- dealing with a market that's very jittery. And the market has been jittery. And um, you mentioned companies not doing quite as well. And let's talk about some of those big companies, some of the biggest in the world, if not the biggest, the big earners, Apple, Amazon, Google, Meta, and so on. They've all announced uh, their earnings over the last few days and most have disappointed. Very much so. Um, this was... This earnings season was, um, I think, the the one that um, we we really got a big wake up call. Um, <laughs> you know, no one is immune to inflation. <laughs> uh, let's st- let's start off with Apple. Uh, I think for Apple, you know, they they were seeing tremendous, they had tremendous momentum um, going into the new year, and and uh, now, you know, they, they they just have too many negative headwinds, and uh, I think that um, what's really kind of taking a big hit to share prices is that the COVID shutdowns uh, across China and the chip shortages right now, um, Apple is forecasting that that could impact revenue in the, in the third quarter by four to $8 billion. Um, that's a very uh, significant <laughs> piece of the pie there. And, and I think what you're also seeing is that um, if the consumer is starting to show some signs of weakness, remember Apple has is it's a high-end smartphone. Um, I think that you could start to see uh, that could really weigh on 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 how people go about with their upgrade cycles. And and uh, I think you know we were supposed to be in a super cycle here for upgrading iPhones to 5G, and there th- there's been some lost momentum with that. I think. Uh, Whatever, a lot of people still working from home. You don't really need <laughs> uh, a, a super fast uh, uh, network when you're out and about. But um, I, I think you're, you're probably going to see that uh, you know the, the the pressure is going to be on to provide value to shareholders. Apple, you know, authorized a, a ninety billion dollar share buyback program. Um, you know, and overall, you know, the earnings. Yeah, they did beat by 10 cents. Uh, revenue did come in uh, a few billion higher, but there's there's a lot of question marks, and that and I think that uh, you know, given what's happening in the bond market and borrowing costs and um, uh, some of the concerns that's that's really trickling down to, uh, um, I think um, a lot of the um, expenses that. Apple is is dealing with, and I think you know as as wage wages continue to skyrocket, uh, you know that's that's a big um, cost burden for for a lot of these uh, tech giants. So that's that's why Apple is struggling um, long term. I think you you still you know have to be um, you know optimistic. I think they have their hand in too much of the the part of tech that is is still likely to to still um, deliver um, um, substantial growth. Um, so, so I, I think uh, you know a, a lot of traders. They'll say you know 
it could get uglier as the Fed starts to hike. So, um, you know, it's at 160. Maybe they 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 don't want to buy it until 150 or or so. Or but um, right now Apple is is under pressure. But um, you'll probably see that um, um, I think it will be uh, still uh, a company that many will anticipate will be able to get through these China COVID lockdowns, these surging price um, costs across um, several commodities that are being impacted by the war in Ukraine and um, for several other reasons. Um, so, so, uh, so there's still good reason to be optimistic about Apple. Amazon, on the other hand, is, is uh, they, they, they had a tough, this was, I think right now, as, as far as some of the favorites, uh, you know, uh, mega cap tech stocks, and uh, I think you have to remove Facebook and uh, <laughs> Netflix from that list. Uh, and we could say it's now really Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Google. Uh, you know, Amazon is, is really is struggling. They have rising fuel costs. They have you know labor expenses. They have um, you know there there there's softness in consumer demand which was the key reason why i think a lot of traders were like concerned you know to have the cfo flat out say that um that um well the, the ceo was kind of de- trying to defend that he was saying that there's there wasn't much but um i think when you take a look at how things have been going um i think um there's you know amazon has invested a lot of money uh, to ramp up and to deliver and and uh, you know a lot of those costs it's it's not like they can easily just uh, automate them or or um, scale them down so I think that um, because of all the investment they've made uh, it's really impacting their margins and and that's what I think will re- really weigh on their their consumer demand so um, I think they're they're they 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 have a, an uphill battle here um, and uh, you know their, their shares, you know they they it was a it was a disappointing quarter for for them, and they expect a loss in in the second quarter. Um, and uh, your you know I mean revenue came in as expected, but I mean the outlook for expenses is still rising, and I think um, you know the the consumer is 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 what they care about right now, and if the consumer. Um, is is battling widespread inflation over these next um, couple of quarters, um, that's definitely going to weigh on Amazon. We've also seen earnings, Ed, in the big oil giants, Chevron and Exxon, down as well. They're taking a bit of a hit, aren't they, from the situation in Eastern Europe and the demand destruction that you pointed to a little bit earlier on. And as you predicted, Ed, uh, on this podcast and in a number of other different uh, platforms, oil prices are not going down. So well done to you there. Thank you. Uh, I, I mean, it, it wasn't hard when you simple supply and demand. You take a look at um, you know the amount of investment these companies have done um, in new wells, and uh, if you take a look at where <laughs> you, you, the, the the geopolitical risks. With Russia, you know, cutting off supplies to Poland and Bulgaria for 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 gas, that is, and I think that eventually you're going to see that that could be a bigger um, um, reduction of uh, energy supplies from Russia that includes crude um, in the near future. Um, you, you know, you're you're going to see that oil is is going to have a um, 
strong potential upside here, um, and and investors are are going to be very hesitant to um, go short. Um, but uh, but I think what you have to remember these energy companies um, like Chevron and Chevron their break even on on <laughs> their break even price for oil is forty dollars. Um, so uh, last we checked, it's uh, WTI is well above one hundred six. So um, that's that 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 looks pretty good for them. And I think that the three-year outlook for oil is still for, you know, it varies between analysts, but I think you could say 80. Some of the more pessimistic ones for oil would say maybe 60s. That's still great if your break even's 40. Uh, and when you consider uh, that they are not matching the amount uh, that was done a decade in new in new wells. So they they are you know they they're, they're roughly putting in half of the, the uh, capex into new wells that they were doing a decade ago. The 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 world thought we were going to be able to have a much smoother and faster transition to clean energy. That's not the case. So uh, these these energy giants are going to just clean house. Um, you know Exxon you know is is also a you know I think. You know, I think if you had to rate them, Chevron number one, Exxon probably number two in, in, in the U.S. for energy companies. They they took a big charge due to their Russian operation, um, but they, they they still you know have a strong handle here, um, and and I think there's a for a lot of uh, you know one of the reasons why I think Exxon was down too is they you know they're planning to raise raise um, wages um, I think three percent. They they're they're you know the they the you know the, these energy giants they they know that um you know the they they can incrementally increase production and uh um you know there was some demand uncertainty um over you know these last several weeks but i i think this is a they're, they're on cruise control right now they got positive momentum going to the second quarter i think that you still have um robust demand and i think once china gets out of uh these um you know covid lockdowns uh you'll see a strong pickup in demand and and so 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 these energy stocks you know the they're becoming a, a favorite for many investors um you know like right now it's like run away from tech and uh, people are just piling into energy and and, and some more maybe uh, like defensive plays, maybe going to materials or industrials. So very fascinating to see the way this has um, evolved. But I think if there's a lot of optimism that you're going to see um, investors become uh, still fairly um, bullish here on, on, on these uh, energy companies because the, their, their outlook, I mean, the, they, they have expenses under control. Uh, great margins, probably the best on the street. And uh, I think, uh, you know, free cash flow is, 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 is something that is allowing them to do dividends and buybacks. They're, Exxon boosted their buyback by um, up to 30 billion um, <laughs> through 2023. So these energy companies are um, delivering value to shareholders. So that's why I think you're gonna see them just remain front and center, um, um, a focal point for many traders. Okay, Ed, uh, very interesting uh, to hear your view on that. What about the next week or so? Uh, what is the outstanding moment for you coming up and what else should we look out for? Uh, the, the I think, um, you know, obviously we have a close eye on, you know, you know, potential Russia, Russian escalation against the, the West. Um, um, I think, um, 
you know, the, the, the war in Ukraine remains, uh, I think, a primary focal point for many traders. Um, over the weekend, uh, you know, China uh, has their um, official uh, PMI releases uh, um, expected you know, no surprise, it's expected to weaken. These COVID lockdowns are are really uh, proving troublesome, and uh, they they will test the the public's um, patience uh, here. And uh, I think that uh, you know, it, it seems hard to imagine, but that you know, President Xi, uh, <laughs> if he keeps the, this up, um, you you could really see uh, things turn for him. But um, I think um, I think still the base case is that that won't happen. Um, but um, yeah, Chinese data over the weekend, important to, to, to focus on. Um, ISM manufacturing on Monday for the U.S. is a, is a, is a favorite of mine. Um, you know, we, we did not talk crypto today. I just did not have enough time to squeeze it in, but uh, Coinbase CEO Armstrong will speak at the Milken conference. Uh, that's a that's a fun one on Monday, um, and obviously we get the PMIs from Europe Tuesday. Um, and uh, apologies, that might depending on where you're in the world, it might be a different time for you. Uh, but Tuesday we have uh, the RBA rate decision. They're expected to raise rates 15 basis points. Uh, Wednesday the Fed uh, half point. They're going to increase. They're going to um, also um, announce a start date on when they're going to reduce that balance sheet. Uh, it should be fairly imminent. Um, I think Thursday, uh, a lot of our traders will play close eye on uh, the BOE rate decision. They're going to raise, uh, they're expected to raise rates by 25 basis points. It's busy Thursday. Um, you also have Norway. Uh, no change expected there. Poland will, is, Poland's uh, an interesting meeting. They're, they're, they could raise by 75 or 100 basis points. There's a lot of uh, differing uh, expectations on that one. Uh, also, too, we have an OPEC Plus regular uh, meeting. Um, so that's always, um, you know, we'll uh, move oil prices. And uh, Friday, um, it, it's not often we get a Fed rate decision and a non-farm payroll, but also Friday, non-farm payrolls, softer job growth, um, 390,000 jobs expected to have been created in April. That would be down from 431. Um, and uh, German industrial production also on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Friday as well. So a lot, a, bit, a very, very busy week for next week. Busy week indeed, Ed. We'll have a very good weekend and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you. Looking forward to it. This is the Oanda Podcast.